The bell ringing is done for the season, but the Salvation Army continues to serve and meet needs here in our Quad Cities community. And Major Bob Dolliver is with us. He's with the Salvation Army, and he's going to share with us some current needs and how we can get involved. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I've always been told I've got a face for radio. So, <laughs> so good to be with you. It's been, uh, it's hard to believe it's been six months since we were together at I know. Bix. Mm-hmm. Quite a change in the weather. Yes, yes, definitely. That's for sure. I think I'll take the other one yeah. <laughs> myself. Uh, but yeah, but it's good to see you. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, Salvation Army. A lot of people, you know, they know the Red Kettles. Mm-hmm. They know that you guys do that and they know that you help in the community. They might not be aware of all the things that you guys do. So what all does the Salvation Army do here in our community? Well, a little background. The Salvation Army is 158 years old. We're in 132 countries. Our our founder, William Booth, was a Methodist minister, and he just felt called to reach out to the people in East London who were down and out. Uh, It was a very poor city in the Industrial Revolution and Mm -hmm. a very poor part of the town. And so he reached out, and he... He postulated uh, among the poor uh, the cab horse charter. And what that was was the London cab horse was basically the taxi at the time. Hmm. And he said every cab horse in London had three things. They had uh, food to eat, a place to stay, and meaningful work. And he said 10% of the population, what he called the submerged 10th in London, didn't have that. And so – he began a ministry of reaching out to people who were on the low ends of the economy and, and uh, began what was called the Christian Mission and became the Salvation Army in 1878. And so we've been here in the Quad Cities since uh, 1888, mm. and uh, we're serving people every day, people who are in need of food, need of housing, just need of hope. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So, Bob, as we think about our current economy and with the rising rates and rent and things like that, what are you seeing for housing here in the QCA? Is there a need for affordable housing? Well, we are part of an affordable housing cluster that has done uh, some research on that and and has begun last year a 10-year strategic plan to increase affordable housing. And in that study, they found out in the Quad Cities, we are about 6,500 units short of the need for affordable housing. So people uh, are just struggling with the cost of rent uh, to to find a place to stay. Hmm. So how are you responding with? So we're part of a network that uh, works with people who are uh, considered homeless or about to become homeless. Uh, We do every every day we're getting calls for people from people that are needing support with housing, and we have contracts with uh, Davenport and Moline and Rock Island County, Scott County, to uh, provide funding for housing support. We can provide a deposit or a couple months rent if somebody qualifies. Uh, If somebody is out of housing, we provide shelter through motel vouchers. On any given night here in the Quad Cities, we are housing uh, up to 250 men, women, and children hmm. uh, in either uh, transitional housing units um, or shelter. So, Bob, I was curious about that uh, as far as people coming for assistance, for housing, things along those lines. Are you think, do you think you're seeing more first-time people that are coming, or is it more just the, the 
same people coming, I guess. We're seeing a lot of new people that are uh, struggling with that. Mm. I mean, some of them are perpetual uh, struggling with that. Sure. And we try to work with those root causes to uh, end the generational cycle of uh, poverty. But right. we're seeing a lot of people that uh, we haven't seen for the first time. And like I said, we work with other agencies. So if it's a single individual, we can mm. put them uh, somewhere else. If it's, uh, we work primarily with those that have children mm-hmm. uh, to to either shelter them, keep them in their homes, uh, or find housing for them. One of the exciting things that we do too is we every Tuesday morning our staff goes to the eviction court, and there might be sixty, seventy cases mm-hmm. on the docket for people to be evicted, and so we work with uh, Iowa Legal Aid, for instance, to. Uh, or Project Now, to work with uh, the courts and work with the landlords to prevent their eviction. Because once they get an eviction, then it goes on their record, and it's harder for them to find wow. housing yeah. at the next place sure. that they look for. Wow. Wow, good. For, that is really exciting that you do that. Yeah, and we, we want to not just put a Band-Aid on right. it and pay a month's rent, and the next month sure. they're in the same, same boat, but we try to find, uh, if, if they're needing help finding a job or job skills, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, work to try to get the eviction uh, record uh, mm-hmm. expunged or, or fixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Now, you help people with their finances, too. Don't you have a plan for helping people yeah. that maybe uh, uh, the reason why they're having this difficulty is because sure. just, you know, learning how to uh, budget, learning right. how to have a spending plan? We, we have a small but mighty staff of caseworkers, and they all have the mission at heart, uh, and they meet with each of the families that we put in shelter or in transitional housing. They meet with them weekly or monthly, as the case may be, to set goals. Okay. And whatever the goals might be, the barriers to uh, that they're facing, uh, whether it's getting uh, like an ID, we mm-hmm. help them get that. If it's a budget counseling, mm-hmm. uh, setting goals, setting savings. Uh, we opened in the fall, we opened 11 transitional housing units. So people that are in shelter that may have a record or an eviction uh, and have difficulty getting housing. So we lease the house, the 11 apartments, there's two bedroom and three bedroom apartments. And then they can stay there up to a year while they're working to find stable employment, stable housing. And the caseworkers work with them to set goals. Right. That's uh, good for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they also, uh, while they're working, then they have to set aside a certain portion of their income into a savings account that we're the custodian for. Mm. And then when they move on to their other housing, they have money to help with a deposit or to help them get on their feet. Mm. That's well, really that's good. excellent. Yeah, it sure is. So I mentioned kind of on the outset there, the Red Kettle uh, campaign, and I know that that happens every year at Christmas time mm-hmm. uh, and provides a significant amount of support uh, for the Salvation Army. But I think that maybe there is some difficulty a little bit this year, and I'd like to address that because we'd like to help in that way too. Sure. Well, we set a bold goal when we kicked off our kettles in uh, the early November of 770000 for the Quad Cities, and we're about 90000 short of that. And what really hurt us uh, tremendously was those three days before Christmas. Yes. Those are usually our best days on the kettle. And uh, we had the blizzard on Thursday mm. and the below zero wind yeah. chill on Friday and Saturday. And we just could not get bell ringers to come out, mm-hmm. even though some of our stores, most mm. of our stores let us ring inside. Uh, shoppers weren't coming out. They were staying inside mm-hmm. sure. uh, shopping from home. 
And so compared to last year, those three days, we lost over $30,000. And that was our last day of kettles, Christmas Eve. So we couldn't make that up. Right. Uh, so we're, we've asked donors uh, that have supported us. And let me just say, um, this is Thankful Thursday. We're grateful for the, the donors that we have in the yes. Quad Cities that that put a dollar in the kettle every time they pass or send in a check for $1,000 mm-hmm. or $50. Uh, but we're asking uh, donors if they would. We continue our campaign through the end of January. We don't have the red kettles out, but we're accepting donations online okay. or by mail. Uh, they can mail a check to 100 Kirkwood Boulevard in Davenport, 52803, or send in a donation through our webpage, and uh, we anything that we receive by January 31st will go towards the the, the overall Christmas campaign. And then we're working with some uh, businesses to do some fundraisers throughout the year. Uh, we're talking to Applebee's. They've got a, a quarterly uh, lunch dinner thing where we get mm-hmm. 50% of the uh, sales for mm. that particular mm-hmm. day. Nice. Once a quarter. So we'll hopefully have that announced uh, sometime in March. Uh so we, we really appreciate all the support that we've gotten from the community and the volunteers. We've had some great volunteers that have come in. And if, uh-huh. if uh, one of your listeners wants to volunteer, we have not only seasonal opportunities, but year-round. We've got music programs. Our Moline uh, Salvation Army on Fifth Avenue, they've started a program called Baby Song every Thursday morning. Hmm. And they have a class for toddlers to learn music in a, hmm. in a Christian setting. Oh, and they they filled it up last fall, and wow. they've started a second session oh, cool. on Thursday morning, oh. and, and that's exciting. We've got brass band, ukulele, classes for kids on Monday night in Moline. Uh, we got character-building activities at the Davenport location. Last night, we took our teens from Davenport to the Davenport City Council because they're working on a journalism badge. Mm. So they, they sat through some of the uh, agenda items to gather who, what, when, where, why, and how, and then uh, kind of have to write an article about it. Oh, very wow. cool. That's a great experience. This, this yeah. is great. Yeah, it sure is. One thing we haven't mentioned, and that is just about food insecurity in this area, too, and you provide meals and provide food for folks. So I heard some statistics just this week that nationwide about 10% of the population is uh, considered food insecure, and we have seen... Uh, in the last year or two with uh, post-pandemic, but uh, with inflation, uh, a lot of new families coming in for food. In Davenport, we do a food pantry distribution every Wednesday. In Moline, they do it Monday through Thursday. We've seen a lot of new families come in uh, for that. So anybody who wants to volunteer to help with that, uh, make donations of food, uh, Mm-hmm. So you take donations, too, if people want to bring canned items? Certainly. Or, yeah. So we, we work with uh, the Food Bank Riverbend and also Midwest Food Bank and, and get donated food when we can. But sometimes we have to purchase food. But if anyone wants to donate food, uh, we give out uh, food baskets free of charge. Um, no, really no questions asked. Mm-hmm. We just get their name uh, mm-hmm. for tracking purposes. But, okay. Mm-hmm. And they can bring that to either location? Right. right? Uh, 2200 uh, Fifth Avenue in Moline or 100 Kirkwood in Davenport. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. And the website, again, if people want to donate or find out more? saquadcities.org. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. And I think congratulations are in order, too. Yes. You and your wife are going to be grandparents again. Number 15 is <laughs> right. February 5th. So we're kind of excited about that. Very good. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And good to see you, Bob. Uh-huh. And I think we're already kind of making talk about the Bix again. Yeah, so. yeah we're wait. looking forward to it. We appreciate you coming out and helping us with that. You bet. Broadcasting you bet. live from there. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you listening, too, because I know you listen to us. And yeah. so thanks very much, Bob. Good yeah. to see you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good to see you again.